For so many modern driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies and then a successful coaching and online course business. But for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. We're here to share an insider's peek into the strategies and mental resilience it takes to create and run six and seven figure online businesses. As women entrepreneurs, only 2% of us will ever earn a million dollars. We've done it ourselves and we're on a mission to help you reach financial independence by chronicling our journey and sharing our proven playbook. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow a business and build a life that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the new podcasts that drop every single Tuesday. Welcome to the Angie Spoke Podcast. In today's episode, we are discussing exceptionalism and why you are not exceptional in the business world. (laughs) Why you are actually not a special snowflake, even though you think you are. Exactly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think this is so important to talk about, Sandy, because just about every single day throughout the day, we receive emails and comments from clients in our various companies that are sending us messages and expressing how certain rules don't apply to them. And I just, I think it's like our answers have gotten so quick back. Our replies are very like easy because the answer that we give to everyone is like, no, actually the rules do apply to you. It is the same for you. Yeah. It is the same. Yeah. And I think like, you know, you and I were caught up in this, like we thought these things for a really long time and I think they're still a part of me. And I I think also for you, I'll speak for you, but you shouldn't. But like, because we are female tech co-founders, like we always use that as like this reason why these other rules don't apply to us, Yes, but they do. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, how many coaching calls did we start? Like, I think, I don't know, like pandemic era, 2019, 2020. And we'd be like, okay, yeah, thanks. But you don't understand, like we're different. We actually have a coaching business inside of our software business. Or if we're talking to like the coaching world, we're like, yeah, but I'm different because my entire client base comes from the, from the tech software, you know, like there's always this excuse and it's like this deep desire to be different and unique and like kind of fight against the advice you're getting. Cause, Oh, that doesn't work for me. It's such an interesting psychological thing that we do. It's like, yeah, but no, but I'm different. Yeah. And I think by holding on to that identity, you really prevent yourself from being coached and you really prevent yourself from learning lessons that are freely available to you to learn. It's a brick wall. And I was just thinking as you were talking, like the thinking behind that, like if, if you have the thought, I am different, but I'm different. If that's your thought, it's like heels dug in. Mm-hmm. Like I am resistant to hearing what you're going to tell me because I am different and you do not understand me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of got an, like 
an edge about you. Like there's kind of like a chip on your shoulder Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's helpful to recognize your uniqueness in the world and in your business, but it's definitely not helpful to be shut off to advice and education and information. So, you know, this episode was really inspired by this story that I was just reading about how Dan Kennedy, who's like really famous in sort of the copywriting and online business space, sort of one of the elder statesmen, if you will, of kind of that culture. He's famous for having a sign up on stage when he was giving talks that said, but my business is different. Because he was so frustrated that people would be like pushing back against what he was advising. Yeah, exactly. So I think we're not unique in having these kind of comments come to us, both in coaching calls and then also on the software side of our software company that we own, like the questions that are coming in to our intercom are kind of always like this too. And it's so interesting to me that people like just going down in the software rabbit hole for a second, like we've made the software that's extremely flexible and accommodates a lot of different kinds of product and business needs and customer needs. And yet it's so interesting to me how often people try to like come up with ways to configure an online offering that like breaks every kind of software that's ever existed. But like, I actually need to offer these three live classes every third week and I need it to repeat at this interval and I have to do it this way. Like people are constantly wanting to do something that's like really far outside of the box. Because my clients, they will not accept anything else (laughs) and they want these classes at this time and this rate and like otherwise my entire... But you don't understand. This is how my business has to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. But technology needs to... Yeah. Boxy in a little bit. But yeah, it's... Yeah, I totally get it. But I, I feel for us that we have been... Like, I feel like that attitude is very like early stage entrepreneur. And now I realize that, yeah, we are not special in any way. And whatever we are asking about and getting coached on or advised on or whatever, I think I feel so much more open to receive because I don't want to stay where we are, whatever the situation is. Like we have a problem, we're not whatever ceiling we've hit, there's a reason that we're coming to coaching and asking. And so that whole thinking like, but I'm so different is not serving us at all. So I really feel like that's been a lot of growth for us is like, yeah, it doesn't take the uniqueness away. Yeah, we are really unique, truly with what we do together. But so what? Like I still like we have this problem. And if you're able to help me, I'm going to be expansive and open and able to receive. Yes. And I think we're unique and obviously like our thought leadership and the way that we teach and the way that we develop products and programs, like there's a specialness to that for sure. And everyone has their own way of being special, but like the rules of business, like they still apply to us and we're not unique in that sense. Like we're not unique in the sense that somehow all the rules don't apply to us. And I think if you're listening to this, your business is not that unique either. And I think that's kind of a relief, right? Like once you can get over fighting that idea, like it's such a relief to not Mm-hmm. have to like reinvent every single strategy in business. Like now you can be coached and now you can read a book and apply the mm-hmm. learnings to mm-hmm. your own business and it's okay. And move, like just yeah. shake loose a little bit and move forward. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I just think you're not exceptional in this way. And the moment you can really truly believe that your life becomes easier. Running your business becomes like, to me, mentally easier. I want to say like, you're not exceptional, but you are exceptional. Like there's two very different ways to look at that. Yes. You are exceptional, but you're not exceptional. 
Well, you're exceptional in the fact that like it's a miracle that you exist on the planet and, and that your, your business, business exists. Yes, <laughs> right. But when yeah. it comes to the rules, you are not an yeah. exception. Yeah. 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 Totally. So I love thinking about that. And I just challenge everyone who's like fighting, fighting something because if you feel that need to fight, like maybe try to dig in and try to figure out where that's coming from because there's probably something going on there. I know for me there was. <laughs> yeah. And I just to help people answer that question, I was just literally coached an hour ago and this is similar. It's like if you are fighting that, if you like really want to hold on to this belief that you are different, the question is like, how does that benefit you by staying in that thinking? Like, how is it keeping you safe and how is it keeping you protected? And what is the fear? of like working through that. There's a reason that you're staying right here and you need to figure out how that is helping you and serving you or what you believe, the belief around, oh, it's I'm staying safe, right? I'm staying safe if I just don't take the advice and take any action versus like, yeah. where do you want to go and how do you want to expand? And like, what will happen if you kind of play into that? Cindy, that reminds me of of that idea. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Right. Which we talk about a lot. Like, do you want to be yeah. right or do you want to be happy? Do you want to be right or do you want to be effective? Do you want to be right or yeah. do you want to make money? So I just, yeah. I think like you've got to decide and it is super scary to like kind of let your guard down and actually apply advice that someone's mm -hmm. giving you. I do think that that's like a vulnerability that I, I think a lot of us don't naturally have, especially when, yeah. you know, we've had things in life that we have had to fight for a lot of us. Like, we're drawn to entrepreneurship because, I don't know, we have something in us <laughs> that like doesn't fit with the dominant culture. So anyway, mm -hmm. we'll leave that mm -hmm. conversation okay. for another day. But let's talk a little bit about the like specific ways that people are encountering this exceptional feeling, like this feeling of being an exception. Sandy, the first one is like a lot of us, a lot of you listening are dissatisfied with some aspects of running your business. So you feel like something's wrong or you feel like something isn't quite right about your business. Yeah. A lot of people, I think they, I think there's this big need to feel like everything's good. Everything's decided. There's like a little bit of perfectionism here. Like everything is as it should be. And I think we seek that feeling and I don't think it's ever there. I, I don't mm -hmm. think there's ever a place where you're like, okay, we're here. We're good. I think there's always something to improve and we can really focus on that and start to tell ourselves lots of stories about how this is wrong and that's wrong. And this, and if we fix it, then we're good. If I could just get there, I will feel so much better about my business and about myself leading this business. Yeah. You know, I think that this for me comes up like in different times, like there's moments where I feel like things are, I'm really happy in my business and then something happens and then uh, something that I don't like happens. And then it, I feel unhappy. And when mm -hmm. the bad thing happens or the hard thing happens, I think our minds tend to jump to, well, something's wrong. Like mm -hmm. something's wrong because yesterday this didn't feel this way or yesterday it wasn't this hard. So like something is wrong. And I, I think the lesson here is the universal lesson is that like business has a lot of ups and downs. Life has a lot of ups and downs. And like it's both. Like part of being an entrepreneur is like being able to be comfortable in both like the peaks and the valleys. Yeah. And it's hard to be okay with that because you just like, we just want to seek happiness and contentment. Right. And I think this feeling like, I think I would use the word, I feel restless. Like I feel yeah. restless. I've got to go in and 
fix this or solve this or change this or something. Like it's really hard to just stay with like, yeah, there's these unfinished things and that probably could be better. And like just to sit with the actual facts of what your business is now and just be okay with it. Like that's really Mm -hmm. hard, that restless or that dissatisfaction. Yeah, I think that's right. And it's like human nature to want everything to be done and polished and pretty and tied up with a bow. And like, that is just not the entrepreneurial journey. No, there's no businesses that are tied up with a bow. No, 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 no. I think like that's become something that has gotten easier. Like the longer I feel like you're in business, the easier it is to accept that because like even just watching the news, first of all, feeling and experiencing these things on a cyclical basis myself, but then like watching the news and you're seeing like these CEOs of these major companies that get like ousted. And like, there's just, I don't know, like (laughs) there's no perfect business and there's no perfect job and there's no perfect journey. Right. And I just, I think that's like the sooner you can accept that and be okay with it and actually embrace it, the better. So Mm -hmm. if you are feeling this way, Like there's nothing wrong. You're not an exception. Like every single person in business when they've been in business long enough feels this sort of dissatisfaction kind of lingering sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that's the first one. The second feeling or experience that we want to bring up that is totally normal, but may feel abnormal to you or may make you feel like there's something wrong is like this feeling of being stuck in compare and despair. And that's a phrase you taught me, Sandy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when we start to feel like, hey, this isn't going how I thought, this isn't going fast enough. And then we start looking around and we see everyone, you know, the perception is that they're succeeding, they're moving faster, their email list is growing, they're making more sales, their YouTube channel is taking off or whatever it may be. And we're like, there's something wrong with us oh my God, I'm not doing it right. And you fall into compare and then despair. Like the emotion after is like, oh crap. Like a feeling of inadequacy, uncertainty. I don't know enough. I'm not trained enough and I'm not experienced, whatever, all the enoughs. And then it's just this terrible place, right? You've really Mm -hmm. lost sight. You're sort of completely ungrounded. And even in like, I can see it sometimes happening within our luminaries program where some people are taking like, amazing consistent action and they're like moving forward and all these things are happening. And then someone else is like, oh my God, I am failing at this because everyone else, you know, it's very black and white thinking everyone else is doing, it's working out and they're taking all this action and they're getting these amazing results and oh, poor me. And so again, I think this is a cycle of business and I think it comes from like impatient, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Let's go, let's go. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. Mm-hmm. And then you start, well, whatever, you, th- that starts the comparing. Like, I think it goes from impatient to comparing and then to despairing. Yeah, I think that's right. And that's a perfect setup for the third feeling that people have that tends to make them feel like something's wrong or that they're exceptional to the rule, which is that like, they want it all now. You get this feeling like, I want it all right now. I want all the success right now. If that's not happening, then there's something wrong. I'm really like that feeling of being really impatient around the growth of their business, the growth of Mm -hmm. their visibility Mm -hmm. and their marketing strategy, the growth of their sales. Like, I think that you tend to think like, oh, if I haven't made XYZ dollars or gotten this many new followers or email subscribers by this date, then like something's not right. Right. Nope. Right. (laughs) Probably not. And like the logic makes sense, right? Like you're measuring it by results. So in that example, Mm -hmm. like I'm looking at email list growth or sales growth or whatever. And of course we want that to grow, 
Of course. And you should be looking at it objectively. But especially in the beginning, there is a lag between the work, marketing, to a sale. And it's in between there that it's like, I've thought about this. I've dreamt about this. I want this. I've decided to do it. I've taken all this action. I've made all the decisions. I've done all this work and I want the reward now, right? Like I want Mm -hmm. it now. And then of course you do. And then we're feeling impatient. And so then we go and change everything and then we don't give anything a chance. Yeah. You know, I think that this is where businesses go to die is like that. Yes. <laughs> that, that break. That, 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 like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, you're walking in like an empty field and nothing is mm-hmm. growing and you've, mm-hmm. you know, you always use this analogy, but like you're, you're sowing seeds and you've been watering and like nothing is happening. And it's like, oh my God, I've done something wrong. But in mm-hmm. fact, you haven't. It's just time. Like you literally need to give yeah. love and attention and time and space for what you've sowed to grow. Yeah. It's like the germination phase. I think that's like, I do love that analogy because I think we can all understand it. Like depending on what you're planting, (laughs) there's going to be days or weeks or months before you see anything sprout out. And if you just give up and stop watering your, your garden, you stop watering your plant like after three days, because you're like, well, I guess that didn't work. Nothing happened. Like, yeah, guess what? That's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you don't water that darn thing, you're not going to have a plant. And I think that like, you know, we come, (laughs) our culture trains us to have like much more immediate results. Like our culture doesn't train us to become entrepreneurs. So our dominant culture is like, you learn, you study, you take a test, you get a grade. Like it's almost instant, like, or you have a job and you do a project and then you get feedback. Like it's just, we're so used to, I think in all these other contexts of our lives to have like much more immediacy. Like there's just, you get feedback and results so much quicker and in entrepreneurship and growing a business the way that you know we do in entrepreneurship online like you have to be okay with a really long germination period where you were like literally getting no results and the longer you can be comfortable in that phase and still believe in the value of what you're doing like the more likely you are to be successful You're all fired up about your business until you have to go and market it, talk about it, promote it. All of that feels so heavy, hard, and overwhelming. We know that your business will flourish when you become comfortable promoting your work. And for that reason, we created Visible, a program that helps women amplify their voice in a world that tries to keep them quiet. Build an audience around your body of work and not just your body. So forget everything you've been taught about marketing. Visible is your fastest route to building an audience of raving fans that can turn into paying clients. And side bonus, you can ignore trend alerts on Instagram. Join Visible today at joinvisible.co. Yeah, I feel like that phase, that germination phase is where if we, if there's an awareness of like, okay, this is like the empty garden, like nothing's growing yet. If we can start to train our brain, like to aware, be aware of that, but can we start to focus on like, this is where I'm developing my relationships with my audience. They don't even know it yet but we're going to become really good friends. You know, like I'm going to do this work. I'm going to serve them and I'm going to put out amazing free content every week. And I'm going to keep thinking of them and I'm going to keep thinking of them and I'm going to do this work. And I know that in six months, 12 months, 24 months is going to pay off. Right. And I think like we need to focus on something else. We need to train our brain to think in the form of like developing relationships as one option versus where the hell are my people? 
why is no one saying anything? You know, like it's, it's happening. It's mm-hmm. happening underground. It's happening out there. You just can't see it. Yeah. And you have to be okay with it, like trickling in. Like, so there's this germination analogy, but the truth is, is like you do start to get feedback immediately, right? Like there'll be this trickle, like if you're audience building, you're doing marketing, for example, for months and months consistently, like you're doing your visibility work, like there will start to be signs of life and a trickle. And I think also like training yourself to embrace and appreciate every single like response or comment you get or reply or like every engagement that you get from that audience, like just realize that it is worth its weight in gold. And that like, even if it's not this giant outpouring, that's okay. Like this is the actual work. (laughs) And for women, this is particularly difficult because we have been socialized to look and seek the external approval, you know, like you look great today, like just those kind of comments. And so when there is this dearth of dearth, that's a B word. I can't believe I just said that. When there is like this dearth of comments or like nobody is saying anything about you and your work, you have to sit in that and be okay and go inside. And like, you have to be the one that's like being positive to what your work is because it's like terribly scary when no one's giving you the pat on the head and the gold star and the check mark and the A plus, right? Like that, that is really, really hard for women. Like they're just, is this okay? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Did you read this? Is it okay? Like that's just our, we need that external validation. So this is a huge learning for women. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think we, like you can give yourself that. You can give yourself gold, gold yeah, stars. So I go think for side. Yeah, like, I, and I think that there are, ways you can just reward yourself for taking consistent action. And like, we all get to decide how that is, but it's actually the hardest work I would say in your business is doing the work consistently before you start to see the results, like, and still showing up fully, like fully embodied in your business and and in yourself, like in doing the work that's meaningful and not half-assing it. I -hmm. think if you do that, like that is the hardest time is that stage. And if you can do it well, like then you're off. Yeah, you're off to the races and like just wait until you have the audience. Like you've trained yourself to do it. Like you Mm -hmm. now have developed the chops to be able to do it well. So anyway, it's just such a gift to give that to yourself. So if you are feeling impatient (laughs) with respect to your growth, if you're in one of those phases in your business where you want to see more, you know, likes, followers, money than you're seeing, then I would just say like, that's totally normal. Everybody goes through that. Every single person started with an email list of zero, right? Every single person started with a business bank account balance of zero. Like every single one of us were there. Like it's not an exception to the rule. There's no, there's nothing like different or special about that. Like you still have to go through that process. But I want to give a caveat to that, Jenny. If someone's listening and they're just like just using Facebook or Instagram and they're like trying to put out content on, I think that is problematic. And that's exactly what we teach in Invisible. So I want to be clear that when we're saying you are doing work for six months and creating content weekly, these are on platforms that allow you to be discoverable by public, the people that you don't know. I think it's a different thing to say, oh, I've been on Instagram for a year and I've got nothing. That's a problem. That's like just like strategy wise, like medium wise, that's not going to work for most people. 
Yeah, no, I think you're right, Cindy. Like this has to be this time, this investment in your business before you start to see results. Like this needs to be done in a strategic way. Otherwise, you very well may be wasting your time. So I think that's a great point. And I think in our culture, there's a lot of focus on vanity metrics on social media. So we just, yeah, absolutely. That's a great caveat to give give out to folks that don't know our theories on that. (laughs) Okay. The last one is, oh gosh, we hear this all the time from folks who have an existing business or offer, which is like your offer feels out of alignment. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is so normal. And Mm -hmm. it is such an excuse. (laughs) Yeah, but understandable. Like I think, as you said, like our culture, it it relates to, I think that was the first point about like sitting in this like feeling of uncertainty was, oh, restless. Like I feel kind of like, you know, yeah. it's not working. Like it's just, we just want to change and fix and get somewhere. We want to change it and fix it. So we feel differently and we feel like there's a there to get to. And I, there's not, I think that's the hardest thing to understand. People want to go and like, oh, I'm consulting. And now I think, I think I should, it's, I just feel out of alignment with consulting. I think I need to build a course. Yeah. So I would say like once your offer has been validated with paying clients, once you have sold something to a stranger on the internet, like you can sell that forever. Like, you know, you iterate and and obviously like update content that needs to be updated. But like once you've done that, you really, you could take that to a million dollars. Like I believe that. So if there's one person that's going to buy it, there's, you know, enough people to buy it to earn you a living. You just need to go find the other people like that person, right? And so, so this need to go and totally change your business model is very normal. And I think you're right. We jump to that when we feel like we're unsatisfied with the results or we feel uncomfortable. We want to jump to change the circumstances of what we've made and and make say like, oh, well, if I had a membership instead of a course, that would solve all my problems. And honestly, that's just a waste of your time. Like, like you've got to have a very compelling reason to want to change your offer, or your business model once you validated something. Like it just like sit with again why you want to do that. Like what are the reasons that you're having those feelings? And then like I would have a very big pause before making any changes. Yeah, because I think like it's business model, it's offer, it's price, it's audience, like if we are not seeing the results, we want to change the thing, like the circumstance, yeah. so that it will to solve the problem. And that, you know, we just did a webinar yesterday about the 11 things you need to stop doing. And I think that though all those things were like people try these things because they think it's going to fix the problem. And the problem typically is lack of sales, lack, lack of growth, you know, audience, email list, and so on. So if I just had a different price or if I just had a different type of offer, that would probably solve it. And Mm -hmm. anyway, I just like, I don't, that it never solves it. We've seen it over and over and over again. You're so much better off to stick with whatever you're selling, what you validated, as you said, and just like figure out why people aren't buying. It's not price. It's not your logo. It's not your, you know, the way that you're selling it, consulting versus course or whatever. There's other Mm -hmm. things around messaging and energy and that is off. Like people just aren't seeing the value and there's maybe there's not enough people seeing it too, which is the whole audience building aspect. Yeah. I would say like 90% of the time, the reason that people want to make these kinds of changes is because they have not focused enough on audience growth in order to reach their sales goals. Like I would, after like being in this space for almost 10 years, it's almost always that sometimes there's something else going on where like somebody 
has been doing a very intense, offering a very intensive program and they want to scale back their work hours. Like there are exceptions. So they want to make changes. Like we definitely see that sometimes, but 90% of the time it's like people want to go make changes to their offer because they are not seeing the results that they want from selling that offer. And that is almost always related to a lack of visibility and list growth. Yeah. But I would argue, I think the big part of it is also really poor messaging and communication about what the person gets when they buy. Well, for those people that have grown their audience, I think that's true. (laughs) Like you need both things. You need to be able to communicate and copyright in a way that describes what will happen. Why should I buy this? And I think people write really boring copy and really bland copy. And it sounds like everything else. You have to understand the client so well so that you can get them to see a different possibility for themselves by entering your offering, whatever it may be. So I think they go hand in hand. You've got to have really good messaging and you've got to have new blood, new people constantly kind of coming in and Mm -hmm. reading it. I think equally are important. Oh yeah. I think they are both equally important, but I think people are terrible at growing their audience once they've like initially launched. Copywriting. That's terrible. terrible. They're terrible at that. Yeah. People are mostly terrible at positioning and copywriting. But you still need new people. I think that like it it does go hand in hand. Those are two like really essential parts of business. And neither of those things are have anything to do with changing your course to a membership or vice versa or whatever. (laughs) Changing the number of days a week that you do something in your program or whatever. Nobody cares. So we like when we're coaching clients, like we like to talk about like you're selling a transformation, you're selling a result, right? Like all of the fiddly details of how you deliver that result are relatively inconsequential to the person that you're talking to. Like they don't, your client, your student, your customer doesn't really care. They might have a slight preference for something, but like truly, if you can promise them and deliver them a result, that's what matters. And then you get to decide how you want to do that. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So those are all the reasons why you are not a special snowflake in your business and why the rules of business do apply to you. And and just lean into that and let that feel like a relief. That's my advice is like, let it be a relief that the rules apply to you because now you can go and master the rules. Okay. Do you want to go into joy? All right. You've got our joy, Sandy. Have the best joy. So this is a little bit of an odd one because it's not something any of us can go and do or buy, but I'm going to go here at one point. So this is a new business that started in Portland. It's called the Sports Bra. So it's a sports (laughs) bar. So she just flipped the the letters, Sports Bar for Women Sports. And I think it's a chef that opened it and she just was noticing that people really want to watch, especially with the women, well, you know, the Canadian women won the the gold in soccer and the Olympics and, and all the hockey that's going on. There's some really amazing things in women's sports, but there's actually no place to watch them other than in your home, which of course is fine. But she started a, the sports bar and they play women's sports all the time. And it's just like... As a past athlete, like we never had the crowds that the men men's teams did. And I just thought it was so smart of her to open this up. And she is packed and she is crowded. People are coming from all over the place to just like coming to Portland just to go to her, the, the, the sports bra, because it's such a unique experience. And I did hear that she's in, there's a possibility of franchise because I think it's just so smart. And like people just, 
I don't know. It's like, it's not a bar for women. It's a bar for women's sports. So there's of course both genders in there. I don't know. I just, I just love the story. So I can link, there's a CBC article that was written about her and it just makes me happy. This makes me happy that people are thinking like that. Sandy, you need to, when she franchises, you need to open the Calgary sports. No, 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 I will never. I would That's never your next, brick your and mortar and I would business. never do anything with food. Nope. <laughs> no. I love to torture you about it. <laughs> no, no thanks. Okay. And the hustle? Yeah, the hustle is marvelous. So it is a software company that we own together. And I just want to talk especially about our webinar feature because that was like kind of an afterthought for us, quite honestly, in our product team. And We've done a bunch of webinars on our platform, like all the webinars we've done in the last year or two. Well, we've only done a couple in the last year, but like last year and a half, two years have been run on our own platform. And it's just so freaking easy. Like it used to be so hard to run a webinar and you had to like, like set up webinar software and you had to upload a logo and like add all the emails about like to send the notifications and the reminders and the buttons and where to click. And Marvelous just does it. And it took us like five seconds to set up the webinar and get it all ready. And it's like you click in with one button and everyone just gets the reminders automatically and there's a replay automatic. Like it's just so easy. Yeah, so simple. It's like we could focus entirely on writing emails and getting some little ads out to for registrations. That's where where our brains should be and not yeah. on like what should we say in this da, 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 yeah. da, in this like invite email. Like it was just it was so good. It was, or the reminder email, not the invite email. I just want to remind you, we just had this memory we talked about the other day, but like our first webinar that we did back in 2016, we hired a lady. Like I remember we took Amy Porterfield's webinar course and then we hired like a consultant lady to help us with all of the tech of the webinar and to like watch it and record it for us in case like whatever freaking webinar software we used back then, like go to webinar or like the recording failed because apparently that used to happen all the time. So she was like screen recording during our live webinar so that we could make sure we had like a copy of it for the replay. And it was like, I don't know, hundreds of dollars to hire this lady consultant back in 2016. And like six weeks it took us to like organize the whole thing and set it up and like just damn, like technology so has improved. So complicated. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> it's hard to imagine that we even chose to do that. Like that's dedication, man, because that was super complicated. And she's like, so she's like from the Carol- North Carolina or something, and she's like sitting on our webinar. And then when we'd pause, she's like, "You guys are doing great." Okay, she had to like process the audio somewhere, and oh my god. I know. It was insanity. And like never in a million years would I have thought back then like that we would have that incorporated into our platform Mm -hmm. and it would be Mm -hmm. like click of a button and don't think about it. Like we didn't even think about it. Like you had a panicked moment yesterday morning. We're like, are the emails going out? Are the reminder emails? And I was like, Sandy, relax. It's marvelous. Of course the reminder emails went out. Toggle on for notifications. (laughs) Oh my God, I didn't turn the toggle. There is no toggle. Toggle. They just go out. Okay. It just works, Sandy. It just works. And it did. It just works. And it's amazing. And I just want to like, I would be saying this was our hustle, even if it wasn't our own platform. So I just want to say like, if you, you know, if tech is something that is overwhelming for you, just know we've got you. We solved it. Sign up for Marvelous. Run your webinar. Don't think about it. That's all. That's the hustle. All right. Amazing. Thanks, Jenny. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.
This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com.